Preach, Cap, preach with Rashad. We are the prophets. Here with another episode, another sermon coming at you, man. 12 Hour Sports Radio, iHeart Radio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever you are listening at. Rashad, what's going on? What up, man? I hope everybody's out doing their Christmas shopping. Stay safe, be careful. There's a lot of stuff going on out here, but I hope everybody's in the Christmas spirit, you know, getting those last minute gifts. And I got a few to get myself. Oh, yeah, definitely. I got to I gotta order maybe. Maybe two or three more things, and uh, I think I have everybody. Hey, just know, most of y'all getting gift cards from me, so don't be looking for anything more fancy than that. And then the thought is what you got. <laughs> no, I mean it's just the it's just the fact that gift cards are just easier and simple. Everybody like to eat. Well, if you get the Visa gift card, you can spend this on whatever you choose to. I don't have to go try to find your size and shoes, clothes. Do you not like these colors? That color just hey, here's the money. Enjoy yourself. Merry Christmas. La 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 la. Hey, that worked. Hey, that worked for real. Um, we got a good show for y'all, guys. Um, man, first off, let's talk about the Pro Bowl, man. Um, the Ravens took on what twelve people from the Pro Bowl. I think the NF- the the Saints led the NFC with the most Pro Bowl selections. Uh, Kansas City had six, and it really was a you know it, it was it, it stirred a lot of a lot of conversation because. A lot of people who probably really shouldn't have been on there were, and a lot of guys got snubbed, and that's basically on name value. So, I mean, let's get it right to it. We, we can start on the AFC side. I mean, we can, we can run through it real quick. It don't, it don't really take long. But uh, what, what were your thoughts on the AFC so, uh, for the Pro Bowl? I mean, I thought there were a few misses. Uh, on receiver, I'm cool with D-Hop. I'm cool with Keenan Allen. And even though he missed some games, I'm cool with Tyreek Hill as well, but – I didn't. Uh, I thought the Jarvis Landry was a little bit questionable just to start off with. Uh, similar numbers receiving yards wise and touchdown wise as Edelman and Cortland Sutton, but I thought just based upon what he dealt with from a QB perspective, and he does he's only about fifty yards behind all three of those guys, but he has two more touchdowns. I was leaning towards DJ Chark as a Pro Bowler. Yeah, DJ Chark, I like I like uh Corlin Sutton as well, especially with the with the quarterbacks he had this season. He had three different quarterbacks and it looked like every single game he was making a big play. So Sutton Sutton was on there high for me. He he probably wouldn't have made it over these guys, but I thought Sutton at least you know, at least deserved some consideration. Yeah, I was leaning Chark and Sutton over Landry. So when seeing Landry get it, I guess it's just because of the hype around the Browns or his name just sticks out more. But D Hop, Keenan Allen, Tyreek, I'm fine, but I thought that last spot would have been better served for Shark or Sutton. And then the most egregious one, to what in my opinion, was Mark Ingram at running back. I, I'm not on board with that at all. No, I'm no, I'm right there with you. Um Mark Ingram basically got it just because just because of the Ravens. Um, you know, winning. And you know, and, and that happens when you have a team that's you know been dominant this uh this this whole season and th- that can allude to why they had you know had 12 people um yeah it was a lot of a lot of things was questionable uh with mark ingram i mean he's 
He's not he's he's not a, it's not like he's a bad player or nothing like that. I just thought, you know, a lot more guys were deserving. Uh Austin Eckler. Josh Jacobs to me. Yeah, Josh Jacobs all the way for me. Yeah, you say Josh Jacobs. I say Austin Eckler. Um, but and that's that's two guys that are better. And Jacobs missed a he missed the whole game, and he still has more yards than uh, Ingram. Now, Ingram does have the the touchdown the touchdown category, and obviously when you have Lamar Jackson, who touchdown rate is really high, um, same thing goes for Mark Ingram. It, it's just gonna happen because the Ravens are put up putting up a lot of points this season. So uh, I guess they they try to reward everybody um, outside of outside of. Ingram and I th- and to me I think I think uh, both rated if you you said Josh Jacobs I think Waller got robbed at, at tight end from over Mark Andrews and um, so probably the same reason this is just because they're winning so um, is anybody else do you, that that you thought deserved it and and, and they got overlooked on the AFC side? No, nah, they got most of the rest of it right as far as the tackles um, that was pretty good. Sinners was spot on with Pouncey. Uh, tight end, I'm cool with tight end just because Andrews does score the touchdown. And um, it'll be hard to see the Raiders getting getting two quarterbacks were good. Lamar, Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, that was perfect. Um, and, of course, they got the fullback in. He's the one blocking everybody. So, but, you know, I, I think for offense, it was pretty good. And defense, I can't complain too much. Um I would have. I don't think the Ravens got too many people. I would have went Honey Badger, Matthew over Earl Thomas personally. Yeah. Um. Hey. Once. Hey. Once again, you know, it's the Ravens. So I mean, that's pretty much the theme for the, for that side of the AFC. Um. You know, it really it really wasn't too much too much different. Um. I did like. I, I think the quarterbacks was you know perfect. Uh. I don't think there was, there's anybody been better as far as you know. For their team is Lamar, Pat Mahomes, and Watson. Even though Mahomes missed some games, you can see the importance that he has. Um, and I, I was going through. I'm glad T.J. Watt got the got the nod. I think he should have been a starter over Von Miller, but you know I'm not going to question that. It, that. That's that's more of the fan vote. So um, you know I think we should we really should talk about like the the changes the Pro Bowl need to make because. You know, when we get to the NFC side as well, it's a, it's a lot of things that that shouldn't happen. And the NBA All Star kind of fixed it a little bit, where they got the the fans get fifty percent of the vote, and then the rest of it is players and coaches. Uh, I think I think they should incorporate that as well because a lot of guys will get overlooked for for those reasons because the fans don't know. I agree they should change it, but they should change it to a different format. Like, I don't want to go on the website and you tell me, hey, vote for six guys, but you still putting three ALC, three NFC. Don't just say vote for six in general. Give me, okay, pick three ALC, pick three NFC, because I think when you when you want to pick the six best overall, you're thinking like, okay, I want McCaffrey and I want Jacobs and I want Cook, Zeke, or, you know, whoever. Don't give me the option to go... I can go get four or five NFC guys and pick one AFC guy. You know, I don't, I don't like that. Just go ahead and say pick three and three for this position, pick four and four for this position, like whatever. Yeah, I, I'm 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 the exact same way because I know I voted a lot um, when it, when it came to like running backs. I, I voted for basically, basically NFC most of them, and and some you know somehow a guy that I voted for didn't make it. The other three did, but that's because they all in the NFC. You only, you only allow three people to make it, so. 
they should change that, but I still think the fans should not have a hundred percent say say so because you can just probe you can vote as many times as you want. And if you if you have the time to sit around and, and vote for somebody for five hundred thousand times, then hey, you probably could. So um I think they they need to fix it to where half of half the percentage is the fan vote and then the rest is up to coaches and and, and uh players because if we're going if we're going to use the Pro Bowl as a barometer, uh, like oh the yeah, yeah, it's a Hall of Fame. So if you're gonna say, well yeah, he's a he's a twelve time Pro Bowler, okay, well he really like for example, we get to NFC, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, they both hurt, so they're gonna miss it. So then you, so then two other guys are gonna make it, and then we're gonna say, oh he's a five time Pro Bowler when one year he only got it because of injuries. And if we're gonna use the Pro Bowl as a Hall of Fame resume, like thing then we need to make it mean something and the way it is right now is is kind of getting to a joke it's a, it's a it's a gimmick really it's almost like the NBA all-star like sometimes the east barely has eight legit all-stars nine legit all-stars like this year is gonna be one of those years where the east and the NBA barely has nine legit all-stars and the other three are gonna get it by default so I think the Pro Bowl and the NBA should both start looking at let's just take the best overall and forget this whole conference thing. Because like you're taking the best overall for all NBA and all pro, why not take the best overall for the Pro Bowl and All Star games? Yeah, that's that's true. Uh especially now with the NBA and they got the whole draft thing. Um so the NFL in the NFL they tried that for a little while, but you know, um as long as you have, I think the Pro Bowl has a long way to go. Anyway, I think they should have more competition, um, different, a lot of different things to make to make the um, to make the Pro Bowl mean something. Like you know, different quarterback drills, running back things like that. Outside of the game, just like the NBA has the you know slender contest and NBA shootout or three point contest, um, or the case may be. But say they they have they have a long way to go with the Pro Bowl and. I get getting this getting the, the, the rosters right is the first thing. Um as we head into the NFC, I know we both got some concerns and it starts right there with the quarterbacks. Oh that man. <laughs> Look, people, it is not a lifetime achievement award. So Drew Brees can miss games and if you look at stats and impact on the team. Ryan Tannehill basically had the same impact on the Titans. Like he had the same stats, almost almost identical. A few completion percentage points less and two more INTs, but for the most part, their impact been about the same. And you could argue Tannehill's impact on his team is more important than Drew Brees' because Titans were in the basement with Mariota. Tannehill comes in 6-2 and two as a starter. Then you have Teddy steps in for Brees. Team didn't miss a beat. So I don't see why Drew Brees is a a Pro Bowler. So I guess if Ryan Tannehill was in the NFC, he'd be a Pro Bowler. But guess what? It's gonna be named by it, so no, he wouldn't. I personally thought it would be Russell Wilson, uh, Aaron Rodgers, and Kirk Cousins because Rodgers and Cousins to me have been on the same the same level, and I chose those two over Dak for they're both winning and they're basically having the same uh, the same type of season pretty much. So. That's my thing on the whole QB for the NFC. Yeah, well, I, I'm with the the Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins, especially, and I would say Dak and over Aaron Rodgers, and that's basically because um, half of Rodgers' games came in like three games where he dominated, which he should. It was the Raiders' defense, the Eagles' secondary, 
and I want to say the Giants, where he torched them. And, and you know, he sh- you should. When you're Aaron Rodgers, you should. Especially the way these teams are. Most teams been killing those three same three teams as far as in the passing game. Um, but, I mean, like I say, if, you, if you're going to if you're gonna debate Aaron Rodgers versus Dak and use the, you know, use the, well, if they're the same, then Aaron Rodgers got the wins. I'm okay with that. Um, but, yeah, this, this Kirk Cousins thing, I think this is a no-brainer. I don't understand – why they would put Drew Brees over him, um, or or a uh, or Aaron Rodgers if that was the case. If if, if Kirk came in fourth, um, it it, a, it doesn't make any sense. When you're talking about a guy who's having the best year of his career, he's he's like top in the league in deep throws, yards per attempt. He got the QBR rating, um, uh, completion percentage. He's up he's up there, and on top of that, his team is winning. This is not the this is not the Kirk Cousins that that padded his stats in Washington when they was a, a, you know. Uh, a 500 ball team. The, this is this is a team that's that's winning 10 and 4 right now, and you really you really there's no nothing you really can say about Kirk Cousins this season so far that that warranted you know ridicule of of, of, of what the past says. And like you said, lifetime achievement award. The whole narrative about Kirk Cousins is he can't do this, he can't do that, and when he finally does it, then nobody want to give him you know want to give him the credit. And uh, you know, yes, I'm a Vikings fan and. I would not defend him if he wasn't playing good. So, um, I think I think he I think he he did definitely deserved it. Um, because like I said, cause if this going this going to equate to Hall of Fame or where where you stack up in legacy, this is another you know another situation where oh he missed it because I know we I know remember you we, we got we got to the debate remember with somebody on, on Twitter about Mr. Bisky and he was saying well, Mr. is a Pro Bowler. Okay, no, he's not because he didn't make it he the made, first time. Yeah. Right, so. <laughs> Made it by default. People dropping out for playoffs and stuff. Right. So, when you, you think of Breeze, Russell Wilson, and, and Rodgers, you know those, those are three teams right now currently have a better record than the Vikings, and you know I guess they expect them to go to the Super Bowl. So let's let's just say one of three goes in, and then Kirk's makes it because of that. You know it still doesn't count for Kirk, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm sorry to say this. He he's not he he wouldn't be a Pro Bowl quarterback because because just because he replacing somebody, and I think that's just that's just wrong because you know 25 touchdowns and five picks this season. I mean. I mean, come on! Like, and this is on a this is on a team where there's there's a run first team, um, and first week of the season he threw ten passes, so like he's and he still stacks up with everyone else as far as as far as passing yards and and stuff like that with less attempts than mostly everybody just because of the the first game and, and of course the games where Davin Cook would dominate. So, um, I I think I think that was a robbery. And like I said, if if you say Aaron Rodgers is better, I mean that's that's fine. He 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 has he had a Good season, um, but I just think that Dak had the more, more the more explosive season and more I would say more impactful, and that's just because uh, you know he they had the score he had he had the score more for them to to stay in the game stay in the games or win the games and when it comes to that come to that sense but um, I, I wish my boy wasn't even get in there but his team too, he got too many picks to be in there uh, that's Jameis. <laughs> Oh no, James won't make it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, to, to me, Dak is the odd man out because of what you said with Kirk and Aaron Rodgers. They're not throwing the ball as many times. Like Dak has six games over forty passes. Right. Aaron Rodgers only has one, and I think Kirk only had. I think Kirk might have had one, but he might not have none. I think his high was thirty-eight. And then to me, Kirk and Aaron, they've had the same year. They both had two games where they didn't throw any touchdowns or INTs. Kirk has had five games where he threw only one INT, only one touchdown. 
Rodgers has had six games, but he only threw one touchdown. And the rest of it is exactly the same almost. Rodgers had uh, one five touchdown game, and Kirk had one of those. But outside of that, they've basically been the same as far as touchdown passes against a similar type opposition. So to me, they both deserved it. And I just love – I mean, Dak is leading the league in passing yards pretty much, or at least one of the top two or three, but I just couldn't give him a nod over two guys who have had almost an identical season, fight for the division. Like, the tiebreak is always winning to me. I, even though it's an individual achievement, what you do that leads to the winning right. plays a part. And I just – I couldn't give it to Dak over Kirk and Rodgers. Yeah, and then for, and for another reason why Kirk should have made it over, over – like, outside of Russell Wilson, it's probably – like, in the NFC – I, I think Kirk should have been second, and that's just because of two games really put him in there for me, and and that's that's at Seattle and and against the Broncos where they couldn't do anything, and he had, and he had to lead you know lead the drive back both of those games, to the, and then the Seattle game was not his fault. I mean his 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 running back fumble, um, his receiver, like the, instead of catching the ball, he he hit ball in his hands, him in the helmet, and then the, the defender picked it off, so a pick that shouldn't be on him. And he was able to lead the game back and come back. Now, if he definitely would have won that game, then probably, probably a lot, a lot of people would have had more respect for him, I guess, and probably put him in there. But you know, the the fans, the fans as a still hate him. You know, just just the narrative. And uh, hopefully, he can go. He can. He, he has to change it. So he has to go out here and prove it that he should be one. And if not a Pro Bowler, hey, uh, if they come out with an All Pro voting, like if they come and tell us like like where everybody plays at, then. He needs to. He needs to. He needs to do whatever he got to take to be a top. You know, top five quarterback, top six, and uh, and show why he's. You know, he he belongs. So, um, that I know that one was pretty big for me. The quarterbacks, and I, and the only other thing that that was probably for me, and, and uh, once again, it probably sounded like a homer, um, was linebacker for me, and that was the inside linebacker. Uh, and th- this is strictly strictly names, and I understand because they've been the best in the business for how long? Like five, six years in a row. Uh, Bobby Wagner and Luke Keekley and yes, they have been. They all have been playing great. But I mean, I think Eric Kendricks deserves some praise because they were saying he he's getting he's getting um defensive player of the year uh, votes and and all pro votes. And I don't understand. You know, when 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 you're not even consider a Pro Bowler, then how can you be up for those awards? You know. Yeah, my, my other big one was tied in. Um, I was leaning Hooper and Kittle. But with him kind of getting banged up and kind of falling off down the stretch, and Ertz was kind of more sustainable. I mean, he only had a few bad games, and lately he's picked up a touchdown. So I'm not mad at it, but at first I did have Hooper over Ertz. But that's really not a big deal because you can go either way, and I wouldn't put up a fight about it. And another one for me was RB. You can't take Cook or McCaffrey off. I'm surprised McCaffrey didn't get the, the top spot. But you can't take Cook or McCaffrey off. And you kind of feel bad even leaving Zeke off, man. But Aaron Jones, man, he has to be on here somewhere. <laughs> he got to make another spot for him. Because, like, like you said, it's crazy that I can vote for six people and it could be NFC or AFC. And and if I vote for all three of these guys who made it and Aaron Jones, well, you know, that's just a vote for me that don't really count because I voted all for, you know, for all of them. So, yeah, Aaron Jones had a great season. Uh, Chris Carson had a good season as well in the NFC for running backs. Um, it, it's 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 really it's really kind of crazy, like the names that you know that you that you're missing, and you know you know a safety that's you know a person that's kind of surprising me. The Cardinals got two starters. 
Oh, yeah, Buda Baker, man, he had a pretty good year. Yeah. Like, to me, the, the defense for NFC was perfect, especially, like, the the, um, the the defensive guys, like Cam, Cam and Jordan, Bosa, Hunter. I thought that was perfect. Yep. And I thought and I thought they nailed the Chandler Jones, Khalil, and Matt Shaquille Bear. I thought they nailed those. What about what about uh Darius Slay? You talking about a corner who's on the a corner who's on the worst the worst one of the worst defenses in the league. Um you know Yeah, I didn't like I didn't I wasn't a big fan of that. He at this point, he had a decent year, but he might not even be the best corner on his team. <laughs> who 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 would we take off if we uh if, if we if we took Darius Slay off? Oh man. Um well, Lattimore's already on there, so I can't say Lattimore. See, Lattimore, Sherman, and Ramsey, that's 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 three pretty good ones. I think I voted for. I, 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 would, put, I would put Richard Sherman on there. Yeah, yeah, he made it. He, he a starter. So, you got Lattimore, Sherman, and Ramsey. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, he, didn't make, he didn't make it. Um, I'm trying to think of the teams. Um, let's see. NFC North, ain't, no, they ain't got I mean, they ain't got nobody. NFC South, definitely no, besides Lattimore. NFC East? Oh, well, I guess Slay. I, I, I guess Slay kind of made it by default. Yeah, I'm about to say, I can't. I can't yeah. really think of nobody else because, who's... Yeah, because yeah, the Bears they have a, a real good corner this year, and uh, Rose is wide open from Minnesota. Hate <laughs> <H-U. laughs> you. Um, but yeah, you're right. So yeah, so it, it really probably was by default. So the, the the NFC was pretty much good, except like I said, except for the the uh, quarterbacks um, position, in my opinion. Hey, one thing. Hey, my boy Chris Godwin, man. The, the, the NFC South is deep in here. I think, and I think, you know, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin getting hurt. I think that DJ Moore, your breakout player D- of the year, I think D- he's going to make it. Um, yeah, D- DJ Moore and Galladay. Yep, that's too, yeah, that's probably that's probably the same two I go with. Yep. So we already know who the placement are. So, um, but once but again, hey, they're not they're, I, they're not I, Pro Bowlers. I wouldn't mind seeing Allen Robinson either, man. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, he had a good season too. Um, with with the quarterback play he had. So, um, that's it for the Pro Bowl. I mean. Like I said, I I think the Pro Bowl just need to change and get more interest and with different you know different um, skill sets and stuff and make it more wide scale. It's just crazy to for a sport you, you can't go you can't go hard you can't go harder because you can get hurt. So and nobody want to get hurt in, a, in those exhibition game. Yeah, I just hope that they get the all pros right. Oh yeah, that's that yeah, that's the main thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, so in the NFL this week we got some big games. Uh, I would say four big ones. Um, I mean, we can we can kind of count New Orleans and Tennessee, but uh, but as far as division goes, it's four big games. Uh, Green Bay traveling to Minnesota, Eagles versus the Cowboys, Buffalo Bills, my surprise team going to New England, and then your surprise team uh, at home facing the uh, Los Angeles Rams. So let's start with the Minnesota Green Bay game. Um, I said coming into this game, I mean to the season that they they both was going to split. Um, Vikings lose at, at Lambeau, and, and and the Packers will lose in, in Minnesota. Um, even with the Dalvin Cook injury, I still believe that to be true. Um, that's just because the Packers just the Packers has always seem to struggle. Um, I think Rodgers only has like maybe like one like two wins versus Zimmer in his whole career. Even when Zimmer was in Cincinnati, um, they all it was always able to, to to shut down Aaron Rodgers for whatever reason, it's, 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 even even with this matchup looking so juicy for the you know for, Ad, for Devontae Adams, and I think he's going to have a great game, uh, it's, it's always seen the way that Rodgers just struggles throughout the whole game. And he, in the last two games, he's been, he been a little bit uh, little bit shaky. Um, but I think it's going to be a great game. Um, both teams need it. Uh, I know Minnesota would not want to have Green Bay come on their home field 
beat them and win the division on the same exact day. Um, and, pr- and pretty much I think Minnesota probably not going to win the division just because e- even if Minnesota win this game, they have the same record. Um, there's there's no way there's no way Green Bay loses to Detroit. I just don't I don't see it. So um, at, at least at least it gives Minnesota hope. So I think Minnesota wants to win this game, and uh, obviously they have to. And that's just to make you know to make Green Bay force Green Bay to win in, uh, against Detroit next week. I'm thinking Green Bay to win the game. I think they want to go ahead and start securing some things. But they they clinched the playoff spot already. But I think. They have bigger ideas of let's try to go ahead and lock up home field and stuff like that because it's still in play with 49ers having to play Seattle at the end. So I think their main focus is let's try to get secure division. And depending upon how things play out these last two weeks, they could secure, they're in place to secure the number one seat, which I think they want because if the, if the road goes through Lambeau, it's going to be a tough road for anybody. Yeah, but I think Minnesota always has the better, you know, when when they're home, they're they're the better team. They're the only team right now outside of, uh, I want to say outside of the New England. Did New England lose at home yet? I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, this year they lost. Uh, I think was it Baltimore or who was it? Or Kansas City. Somebody went there and beat them. Oh, uh, Kansas City. That's what it was. Kansas City. So yeah. Kansas City. So Minnesota's the only team right now that's still undefeated at home. Uh, I don't think it changes. That's just because, like I said, Green Bay always struggle. It it, it really doesn't matter uh, what the situation is. Um, and uh, you know, I think I think the the running backs for the Vikings are going to step up, whether it's Mike Boone, Abdullah, C.J. Ham. I think Kirk Cousins played a good game, and now feeling back um, healthy, you know, they always have a they always have a hard time guarding both of them. So um, I think I think it's actually it's still going to be a great game, um, but I'm going to take the more experienced coach, and I think if Kirk Cousins and Aaron Rodgers play on the same level, I'm always take the better roster, and that's Minnesota. So um, it's still going to be a good one though, because. Um, I think I, I I don't remember the point spread. I think it was probably three and a half. I think if I seen earlier, it might have moved or something like that. But um, yeah, Green Bay and Minnesota, they they both can't lose this game just because, like, if, if Green Bay does lose, it does open up. Like, it does open up the possibility that, that it may be a wild card team. Like, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that we all know that they won't lose to Detroit. But it's like, you still got to play the game. You know what I mean? So, um, like you said, they want to go ahead and secure it up. And Minnesota also they can't you know they have to get get themselves a shot at at getting a bye so it, it's it's still it's still all in play the NFC is all right there together so um, both teams have a lot a lot to look forward to. Um, yeah, anything else you want to say about the game? No, it'll be a close game. It'll be, whoever gets the ball last, a field goal will probably decide it. But I'm taking I'm taking Green Bay. Um, Staying in the NFC, Dallas travel to Philadelphia Eagles, and right now, man, the Dak the Dak story is the most intriguing. Will will Dak state will be will be is he healthy enough to to win this division on the road? That's the question we got to answer. This is the worst possible time for everything for the Cowboys. You got Dak in a contract year now; his shoulders starting to act up a little bit. Like this is the worst time for him. Um, I'm pretty sure he's going to play. There's no way a guy in a contract year, division on the line, playoffs on the line. He's a tough guy. He's a gamer. There's no way Dak does not play in this game. But I'm still going to take the Eagles just because they're my division winner from the preseason. So I'm just going to still take them to win, win this game, win out, win a division, and then that'll just cause a whole bunch of stir for the Cowboys in the offseason. Uh, I'm going to still roll with Dallas. I think everything that the Eagles struggle at is um, where where the Cowboys excel. Um 
even even if Dak can even if Dak not hundred percent, the receivers are going to be open. <laughs> that's that's the thing about it. Um, the Eagles has never shown that they can stop Zeke. Um, when when they when they want they, you know they're one of the best run defenses in the league. But every time they play Zeke, you you can go and count it. That's hundred yards easily. So um, I I believe what this what this team stands on, they go back to, and that's running the football and. and you saw against the Rams that they can do that right there. They can pretty much be anybody, and I think, I think the I think the NFL teams in the playoffs like the Packers, Seattle, 49ers, Vikings, Saints, they all want the Eagles to win this game. I don't think they I don't think none of them teams fear the Eagles because without the weapons, without Alshon, without Aguilar, Deshaun Jackson, and uh, with the offensive line being banged up and the defense secondary is not good, all those teams can exploit the Eagles. And I think they don't, I think they they know that the Cowboys are a good roster and you know some and if it, if it comes down to it if it's roster you know uh, overall versus overall can you beat a team and uh, teams like you know teams the wild card teams who could be San Francisco slash Seattle or Minnesota go go to Dallas that's something scary because if they you saw what they did to the Rams and if they go out here and prove it again it's like man they might they might be catching the you know catching the fire at the right time and. That's a team that you don't want to go against, but I don't. I'm not. I don't think nobody fears the Eagles. Um, I just don't see them. I, I I told I told y'all they was gonna struggle the first three games against Dolphins, Giants, and Redskins, and they very well could have lost all three. Um, they don't. They don't. They don't. They shouldn't be in the. They shouldn't be in the playoffs. I just don't. I don't think the Eagles should be in the playoffs. That they just not a good team, and um, I would hate to see the Cowboys go out sad and lose to a team that shouldn't be in there. Yeah, the good thing for the Cowboys is that even if they don't win this game against the Eagles, they can still win in Week 17 because they're playing the Redskins and Eagles are playing the Giants, and you just never know how this going to play out with uh, the Eagles because they've been they struggled last time with Eli in, so they could struggle again Week 17. So the Cowboys, even if they lose, all hope is not lost. And they are one of the more talented rosters in the league. So a five seed going to Jerry's world, that could be a dangerous game right there. Yeah, exactly. And and that's and that's why I was saying, like, if you the other NFC teams, you you actually should be rooting for the Eagles. Um I you know, I just think the Eagles, the Cowboys are a better team, but if the Eagles if the Eagles do do win, I don't I don't think they whoever the five seed is. Like I, I would hate to see the points break because I definitely would think I would definitely take the five seed without no question, and going to Dallas like like even if it's like let's say for example if it's Minnesota going back, like can you beat a team twice? Like you know what I'm saying like it's just hard to do the same. It's hard to do the same twice. So it's it's hard for it's hard for you to go into enemy, enemy territory and beat them twice on the same field. So that's why I was I'm always thinking like man, the cow if the Cowboys make the playoffs it could get scary for a lot of teams like. Because I remember we were talking about it back then and talking about how this team is primed for a Super Bowl. And the question we were, you know, most of the question was, can Dak lead him there? And and so far this season, I know he got the shoulder right, the shoulder right now, but for the most part, he's been he's been balling out as far as as far as the quarterback standpoint. So if if they can get back to the running game, they can dismantle anybody. It just it just depends on coaching. Um, that's what that's what holding them back. And can they can the roster exceed the coaching? That's what we have to find out. Yeah, they just beat the Rams for their first win against a team that's 500 or above. So they got to get one against the Eagles now because the Eagles are 7-7 seven seven as well. So they got to do it back-to-back weeks and let's see if they can get it done. Who who wins the coaching matchup, Doug Peterson or, or Jason Garrett? Just because he has the talent, I'm going to say Jason Garrett because 
if Doug Peterson can pull two more rabbits out the hat because they have no receivers, so <laughs> if, if he can, if him and his guys can design enough plays to get Carson some open guys, man, it's gonna be, it's gonna be tough because you don't know who the game plan for, you don't know what you're gonna get steady from anybody. So I'm gonna lean Jason Garrett by default. Gotcha. Um, last game in the NFC. Uh, the Rams at San Francisco. The Rams lose this game. They're eliminated from playoff contention. Or if Minnesota beat Green Bay, they're eliminated. So, But the, obviously the, the San Francisco Rams game is first. Um, your thoughts on this game? Four nines are my surprise team. But when we did our season preview, biggest concern we both said was they can start off hot, but the back-end schedule would be tough. I think they were robbed against the Falcons, but – you can say, you know, whatever about that because you can say the first catch was a touchdown, was a touchdown. And just from my viewpoint, I didn't think the ball broke the plane enough for it to be a touchdown, but be that as it may, they lost the game. And the Rams are coming off a humiliating loss against the Cowboys. <laughs> that humility is not the word. That's, that's so embarrassing, my God. So, so you, I always look at when a team gets embarrassed like that, they're going to come out fighting, playing pretty hard. So, playoffs on the line for them, and they were just embarrassed. So, they're going to come back playing extra, extra hard. Do the four downs lose back-to-back games, and do do people start to question, are they a true Super Bowl contender? I think it's what's going to be the outcome of this game. They still have some guys banged up, so the roster's not fully healthy, but I think Sherman is going to play, even though he has the, the uh, gimpy hamstring. Just based upon all those factors, I'm going to take the Rams. Um. It's going. It's. Mm, I don't really don't know who's the better team. Um, when you when you have a team like 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 you said, they both because to you, what's more embarrassing? Is it to lose in fashion that the Rams did when you know you lost the game already halfway through, or at the end like like devastating loss, like embarrassing loss or devastating loss? Embarrassing, like because that. That game against the Falcons, that was terrible. Like, I hate when teams go to prevent defenses. Like, try to go ahead and stop them. But then there was a a fumble. Like, if you didn't even round the bounds, I think you fell out of bounds. Something like, it was something weird. I forgot what happened. But if you just hold on to the ball, the Falcons never even get a chance to get it back. So, just, like, boneheaded plays can cost you a game. So, the 49ers shouldn't be, you know, they should have won the game pretty much, what I'm trying to say. But the Rams, they were just... I mean, you you can't lose like that when you're trying to fight to get back in the playoffs. And this team, the Cowboys, were they were basically real, and you can't lose to a team like that. Right, and, and you said you said Jason Garrett be the best coach in that game, and I think Kyle Shanahan be the best coach in this game. I I, I always think that Kyle Shanahan is better than Sean McVay, always has been. Um, and I think oh, sure. I I think I think that this this season this season. The Rams, I think the Rams played their card wrong, very wrong this year. I think trying to save Gurley, like I, I can, I can, I understand what you're trying, you was trying to do, but like now you try to turn on, it was, and it was too late. You know what I mean? Like going into this game, even even if they do pull out this game, the Cardinals win is not necessarily as easy as they think it would be. You know, um, but. I remember we talked about this, and we said, like, when the 49ers were 8-0, it was like, as long as they go 4-4 the rest of the way, they're in the playoffs. And for the 49ers have to be careful because they cannot lose this game because losing to the Falcons cost them 
cost them a lot because if they lose this game to the Rams and go eleven and four, and let's just I'm just gonna you know I'm just gonna go ahead and predict different stuff. Like let's let's say Minnesota wins, they're eleven and four. Green Bay is eleven and four. Then you you had you had the, the the Seattle Seahawks playing Cardinals. They're gonna win, so they'll be twelve and three. And I'm still iffy about who's gonna take that Titans and Saints game, but um, let's just say let's say, let's just say the Saints win, make it twelve and three. The 49ers went from the best team in the conference to, man, we're going to go at Dallas or at Philly the first weekend. And we we, we just discussed how dangerous that could be going into Dallas. And, yes, that front four is pretty good, but you saw how the Cowboys' offensive line dominated the Rams and dominated like Aaron Donald and them boys. Like, they can do the same thing to the 49ers' defense and with the injuries that they have in the back end with Sherman, Hamstring, and missing Quan Alexander. Like they can, they can, they can dominate this whole season and be the first team to go home, and that's what they can't do. Don't put yourself in that situation. So they need to go ahead and and take care of business because you have to. And when you at home, and after a, a disappointing loss last week, you, you you need to turn around because this can this can go bad really quickly. Because not only would they be eleven and four, let's say like let's say for example they lose this game and then go play at Seattle and lose that one. You're not. You're eleven and five, and I don't know how tiebreakers, all these things works. But you know, if in Minnesota and Fort Niners finish with the same record, I don't know who gets the tiebreaker. But what if you're the six now? You know what I mean? Like, and for for a young team, that can get that can get really bad really quick, quickly. Yeah, I mean, I thought coming in they would be eleven and five record team, so they're pretty much around that range now, depending upon how it all shakes out. But I think the most dangerous spot is. Six seed. I don't care who gets the six seed. That's the spot you do not want because you're more than likely going to you. You you're gonna have to be on the road to a tough, tough environment. Whether, it, whether it's Lambeau Field, when it's probably gonna be freezing cold, snowing, snowing and stuff like that. Whether it's the Saints who have one of the best home fields in the NFL, or I don't think Seattle is where I can slip down to the third seed. But if they did, those are still twelfth man yes. and flying west. You know, flying west coast. Whoever's the six seed. That's gonna be tough, and you definitely don't want to be like Seattle and Fort Niners having to play each other for a third time in the playoffs. Like that'll just be brutal, right? It's, so it's, I, yeah, I, that six seed is the worst seat to be in. I don't care who gets that. that. That's gonna be the worst seat to be in. I mean, the 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 I guess the only good thing is for the for NFC West team. Let's say let's say for whatever reason Seattle's a three and, and Fort Niners a six. You know, you just gotta you gotta think that you you play them so much that you should be fine. But a team like you know Saints going to Seattle or, or whether that's you know Vikings going to Seattle, you don't go there that much, so it's different. And um, but the same thing is be said for Minnesota at Green Bay. You play there every single year, so you you should be fine. But the other teams should be worried. But like you said, the six the six will be the hardest one to get out of, because because like yes, Cowboys can be dangerous, but it's but there's still a team that still lost to the Jets. You know, there's there's still there's still the same team in there. That struggle, that struggle versus the Bears and lost. Like it's, it's still that, it's still those type of that, that team is still there. It, 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 it didn't just go away. Um, <clears throat> but then again, like you're, you're gonna play a twelve win team most likely, eleven to twelve most team win easily. So um, that's the trouble. And, and if they go eleven to five, like you predicted, man, that's that is not good going into the playoffs when you're losing two games in a row, and you went from. The best, because I thought they was. I thought even when they lost to the Ravens, that they still were the best team. Um, like as far as like everything, every everything on the box is checked off and what they can do. I, I think they checked every single box off, and you can't you can't go eleven and five down. You know, going what that's what three and three and five down the stretch. You know, that's kind of 
you know, that's a that's a losing record over the last over the last month in the game. So um, I think Fort Niners need to turn around, and um, I think like would you? I mean, if you if, you, if they um after this, if they only won one of them games, which one do you think is the most important? On the back end, uh, man, I say they got to beat Seattle. Okay, I mean, yeah, I'm with you because like even. I mean, because I don't know what what the tie like. I don't know if Seattle wins this weekend, which they probably should against Arizona, and they lose, they'll be what they'll be one game up. And then if Forty Nineers beat Seattle, I wonder, I wonder who gets it. Uh, probably if it go by division record first, and if San Francisco lose this game, I know they'll have two losses in the division. And I think Seattle might be five, and I think Seattle undefeated right now. Is that I think is that is that the case? I don't think I don't Seattle beat the Rams both times, right? Uh, I think so. And then they beat Cardinals. Oh, no, 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 no. They, they did. Uh, there was like a, a late Sunday game. The Rams killed Seattle the second time. Ah, that is right. So, 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 so now they're gonna go to conference record, and that's where they're gonna get iffy. And you know, then you gonna start getting to all these different uh, scenarios of different things. Oh, so. No, it, no, it, it's already crazy. The Saints beat Seattle. But the 49ers beat the Saints, and, and that game took plenty of casualties with it because they were, this one got the 49ers all banged up. Yeah. So depending upon how it shakes out between Seahawks and 49ers division-wise and also record-wise, somebody could leap over the Saints for, you know, a, a two or – well, the 49ers would leap over them for like a possible one seed, two seed, three seed, stuff like that. But the Saints would have the edge over Seattle if it's the, you know, the records is the same. Right. So, yeah. so we 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 pretty much gonna know who who will be the four seed um, at the end of this week. I don't think Eagles or or Cowboys if they win, I don't think they will lose the following week. You would hope not, um, you know, to the Giants or the Redskins. But um, do you think that we should change the NFL playoffs in the NFC? Like, no, no. As far all right, how about? Cause see, I'm 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 fine with division should make the playoffs. I, I'm not saying they should make the playoffs. Do you think that they should make the uh, the like? They should do like a uh, like. Let's say for Eagles should go at, um, like be, be the six seed in the playoffs. Or you think they should be fine with the division to get the top four? No, they should keep it the same. Like you play for the division, and that that should be your incentive. Like I don't care if you're eight and eight, seven and nine. You want a division, you should get the home field advantage. Like it, it's it's a it's part of the incentive for winning your division. I don't think they should take it away just because somebody has a lesser record. You know, you should have won your division. I don't care if you were two and four, like you went thirteen and three. You should have beat some other teams and won your division. Like this, the whole that's what makes the NFL season so good. Guys have to go out and play hard every week. Like it's it's always an incentive. It's always urgency. We got to go win these games because if we don't win these games, it's going to cost us in the end. Kind of like the college football. The best the best resume is going undefeated. No matter who you beat, it's going undefeated, and you have a chance at the playoffs. That's true. I think if you're seven and nine, you should go on the road because you under you under five hundred. <laughs> I think everything is the same. If the Cowboys, if the Cowboys for whatever, I mean, I know they can't be under five hundred, but let's say that they were seven and nine instead, they should go on the road. That's my. That's the only thing I would change. Nah, I leave it alone. How how it is, it's just fine with me. It incentivize winning the division, and that that's a key thing. And if you get the wild card, you gotta just suck it up and go on the road and try to do your best. All right, all right. Buffalo, New England. Um, man, I don't. Man, I, I was disappointed in the Raven, uh, in the Buffalo Bills against the Ravens, man. Because I, I just, I just knew that Buffalo just needed. We've been saying this all year. They need one more playmaker, playmaker man. One more playmaker. They had somebody six three. My gosh, they would have beat the Ravens. Uh, well, at least they would have tied it in the overtime. 
Um, but I think the Buffalo Bills against New England, they definitely can can go in this game and win, even though it's in Foxborough. And going back to the first matchup, you got to think New England scored because they had a block a block punt that led to a touchdown. That was seven. And then Josh Allen threw three picks. So, given the chances to New England, that many times and you still had the chance to win the game, Josh Allen got knocked out the game. Matt Barkley came in. It was on it was on the eight yard line, about to score a touchdown and win, and he threw a pick. But you know, obviously, I'll, I'll, you know, if Josh Allen can't do it, you know, Mark Barkley can't. So, um, I and since since then, Josh Allen has kept the turnovers to a minimal. And um, last, you know, against the Ravens, that was kind of a crazy, a crazy game, just because because one that the offensive line for the Buffalo Bills is not good, and that Ravens D line has been tremendous all season long. So they got to Josh Allen a lot. Um, New England, New England pass rushing hasn't been that that type of level, so he should be fine in that in that regard. Uh, if he can hold on to the ball and stop turning the ball over, if he don't throw three picks, if the special teams can not give up, you know, because obviously it's like every single week the Patriots are scoring because of a deep a pick six or a block. They they block. I have never seen the team block so many points in one season. I gotta look at the record or something because I feel like they do it every single week. Um, but if 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 Josh Allen can not throw three picks and they cannot give up special team blunders. The Buffalo Bills should, should should find themselves sitting pretty because what what they saw last week with Joe Mixon, he went he went crazy on the ground and Singletary has came a long way, and they can just keep keep the ball on the ground and keep the ball out of the Patriots' hand and maybe wear, wear down the, the Patriots' defense. They got a shot now. I'm not going to I'm not going to put the bet on Buffalo money line to win. But I'm definitely going to take the points to cover. It was man, it was at six this time, and I thought after this whole season that they, you know, they would show a little, little bit of respect to my surprise team, Buffalo Bills. But um, they having is is at, is at six points, so and I definitely would take that. Yeah, I'm taking the Patriots to win the game. I mean, even if they lost the game, they would still be uh, in the tiebreaker for the division lead. The, the Bills would still need Miami to beat New England. I think New England's going to win out. And they'll, of course, secure top two seed and be in play to make another AFC championship. They only got to win one game. What would be the tiebreaker so, for the uh, the tiebreaker? Because they both would have the same division record if, as long as the Bills beat the Jets. I forget, I forget what it is, but as long as the Patriots beat the Dolphins, they would still win the division. Man, that's crazy. Oh, uh, probably. Well, see, let me think. Who, who are New England lost to this year? Lost to the Ravens. Lost to the Chiefs. Ravens, Chiefs, and Texans. They all lost them to three so, games. So, three, so, they got three AFC losses. Buffalo lost to Ravens. They lost to the uh, – who, who was it the Buffalo Bears lose to? Now, I got to look it up because, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy. You got, got the same record, but it all depends on who you beat and who you didn't beat, and they all get crazy. Buffalo Bills, they beat Cowboys. So that, that wouldn't mean anything. Oh, they lost to the Eagles. Lost to the Eagles. Patriots beat them. Um, and lost to no, that's it. Who did they lose to? They lost to the Browns too. Oh, they just beat them. The Browns. Ah, uh, well, the, the the common the common opponents thing doesn't come into play until after the conference game. The conference game. So, I I think the the Bills should have it. In my opinion, if the if the conference if the I mean we got, I gotta look at the tiebreakers, but if 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 it goes by division and conference record. The Bills will have it if they went out um, because they they lost to the Eagles and Pedro lost to all three AFC teams. But I'll look into that and we'll we'll figure that out. But 
Um, New England, I think this is a big game for them because it you you can't if you lose this game, you may or may not have the road go through Foxborough. Well, you know, have a home field advantage, and I think the Patriots need it because this offense still hasn't came alive, and I don't think you're just going to start up in the playoffs. I, I don't think all of a sudden you just can throw the touchdowns all day long. So um, I don't think we we are what we're seeing, and the Patriots' offense is not going to carry them. They can get you about what ten to thirteen points. And the defense can get you. The defense can get you seven. So it's, can you can you can you score on the on the New England defense? That's what's going to be the, you know, the whole thing in the playoffs uh, when it comes down to it. Can your offense outscore the Patriots defense? And if Bills had, if Bills had one playmaker, I definitely would take them to win this game. But because they don't, um, I, I, would, I would pick Patriots to win. But I definitely would take the Bills to cover. Yeah, Patriots should win. Lock up the two seed because they don't. The, the, the Patriots, their concern is they don't want to lose any more games because then you're looking at the Chiefs getting oh, yeah. Chiefs get that two buy, seeds, yeah. stuff like that. So the Patriots, they have two winnable games. They should win both and lock up that two seed. Yeah, um, like I said, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look at the tiebreaker, but I know I know New England. They they this this is a must win because I don't think the Chiefs lose any more games the rest of the season. So if, if that's the case, and New England does drop this, they will be a they will be a uh, you know a four or five team, and then. They might see and they might see the um not four or five three or four and they might see they might see the bills again so uh, it's hard it's, it's definitely hard to beat, beat a team three times so um they definitely need to go ahead and win this and like you said lock up the two seed um because they should beat the Dolphins <laughs> should yeah all they gotta do is win one game and they're winning the division that's all they gotta do is win one game they they they, they have to lose out for the bills to get the division which won't happen so Patriots gotta win one game they're AFC champ win both you lock up the two seed. All right, let's move on to um, James Wiseman. Um, so he leaves Memphis. Uh, you know all the scandals they had had on him, and he had a for some reason he had to pay like twelve hundred dollars or something, some crazy number to to be able to come back and play like or whatever it was. And uh, I just don't understand this whole situation. But he's finally he just he, he decided to step away and get ready for the draft. He's going to be a top three pick regardless whether he played or not. But this is another thing. Like NCA got to stop, man, because they they're 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 stopping us from seeing great you know great teams and great talent play. And I was very interested in watching Memphis this season, and not getting to watch them play is kind of bad because you know most guys don't see guys into college basketball, and I think that's why the the one and done <coughs> excuse me the one and done rule is so 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 great because we get to see this team we get to see these guys one one time on national television. Before they go to the pros, and I, I think that's a good look. So I'm kind of kind of upset about that. What's your thoughts? I kind of understand it. I mean, the NCAA's they're ruining some of these guys. But hey, you can't take this. You can't do that. Guys want to deal with it. It's like guys are going overseas now. Like all the NCAA is doing is they're running. They're they're basically going to make the NBA change the rule. Like at 18, let guys just come back to the draft like they were before sink or swim, go to the G League, whatever. But the NCAA, it, it needs to change anyway just because the NCAA should be for guys who actually want to stay in school or guys who want to go play college ball. There there are so many reasons to not go to college basketball. Like When we look at there's no financial incentive, you're going to give a school 30, 35 free games, they're going to pocket all the money, then all you're doing is really improving your draft stock, but guys can go overseas, like Lamella Ball, R.J. Hampton, like so many guys are going overseas now. And I'm interested to see how guys like 
well, Shaq's sons in college. I'm, I'm, I want to see if Dwayne Wade's son goes to college or does LeBron's son go to college. Just the rule even still in place then. But, yeah, they're ruining a Memphis season that could have been very promising, could have put the school back on the, you know, on that big stage. Then you got guys like Cole Anthony. He's getting hurt. He's going to probably shut it down for North Carolina. It's just a lot of things in college basketball rock that are just too many shakers, man. Yeah, I'm kind of sad about it. Um, James Wiseman, him not playing does not um, does not affect the draft stock. Because, uh, you know, NFL, this probably would. You know what I mean? Like him dropping out, blah, blah, blah. He'd probably fall a couple spots. But for a guy like him, the size he has, I know a lot of teams can use him. And like I said, because the game he did play, man, he was he was amazing. And and I know Penny Hardaway. It's kind of crazy that they want to get back at Penny because Penny knew him for so long. I, that, that's really what it is. Like they don't want you to have no kind of ties with these guys, and that's that's not that's not fair. You can't you can't get mad at him for helping the guy out in eighth grade. Like when Wiseman wasn't wasn't going to be this this superstar that he is. You don't know what he'll turn out to be. And um, I think I think that's kind of bad for the NCAA to, to to ruin the guys, you know, not not really ruin the guys' chances, but ruin the guy' opportunity to play college basketball. And and if they continue, a lot of guys just not going to come, like you said. And is it going to be the well? He may be good. He played overseas, but he may not play over there because you know you know how they got they do with Americans and stuff like that. Um, any do you think the NCAA should just? I mean, as far as like what they should do. What do you think they should go ahead and just change the rule back, you know, to to coming out of high school or or what? Well, the NBA can't change it because I think it's the NBA rule. Like it's been collectively bargained, so whenever the next agreement is up, they can renegotiate it at that time. But they they should change it. I mean, some of the greats, Kobe, Kevin Garnett, Trace McGrady, a lot of great guys came. LeBron James. I mean, so many great players came straight from high school to college, from, you know, skipped college and made it big in the pros. They, they didn't need college. Some guys do need college, or some guys just, it helps them get further along in their career. Like they'll come in more polished, like a Tim Duncan. Well, you may get a guy who peaked in college, Christian Leitner, he's just an okay guy in the pros. But leave that up to the guys. Like, if guys say, I'm going to go to college, leave it up to them. I'm 18, I'm going pro. Brandon Jennings went overseas, I'm going pro. Like, just leave it up to the guy. Don't make a rule where guys have to do something. Because in other sports, soccer or overseas basketball, Donch has been playing pro ball since he was, like, 13, 14, 15 years old. Like, he didn't need to go to a college in Spain or somewhere to, <laughs> to say he, he's ready to be a pro. Like, let guys – baseball doesn't have – they don't have to go to college. They, if they choose to go to college, they can. But, you know, the only school – if if they change it back for basketball, the only sport that would have that criteria would be football, which is kind of okay because a lot of guys in high school aren't prepared to go to the NFL they unless you they would die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> unless, unless unless you're just like a beast like AP, where you probably or like Maurice Claret, you probably can only go to school for one year, year and a half, and come out. And those are anomalies. Like you need in college, you need multiple years to be prepared to go to the NFL. Oh, definitely, because, I mean, you don't see freakishly athletes like a clowny or something, you know, where, where he had to basically waste his whole junior year to hope he don't get hurt so he can be a number one pick. Um, so, yeah. yeah you you yeah. hear guys sitting out bowl games to protect themselves. Oh, so definitely, I mean. and they should. They should They should definitely protect themselves. They're, they are the investments, and you have to. 
Um, I, I don't know, man. I, I think I think that James Wiseman, did, I mean, and, and the NCAA just had to get their act together because, like you said, you're, you're wasting a guy who who wants to play college basketball. I mean, it's probably been his, you know, wasn't the Penny, wasn't Penny James Wiseman high school coach? Uh, they, yeah, they had some type of high school connection. So um, I don't, I don't see. Uh, yeah, like I'm not sure if he was like him coming out with just the small things that he needed. I know he, I know he moved one time to high school, so you know he, that just where the, the the payment came. He he helped him move stuff like that. That's so it's just like man, like it, it, this guy's in high school. He doesn't have these kind of fun. He's just helping the guy out. Like the coaches are taught to mentor and help these guys out, and then now they're being punished for. You're robbing this team of a potential. Elite eight final four run because you want to punish this guy. Like, just because Penny hit him back in the day, that doesn't mean this guy, that doesn't mean he had the inside track to sign. And like, Wiseman was sought after by so many guys, he could have chose to go anywhere. Right. And then, but then, but then the NCAA should know better. Like, connections are what, what they, you know, what, what is it about? And the, the kid don't feel a good, a good connection. He's not going to come to you. And with a guy like Penny Hardaway, like, he didn't know Penny was going into the Memphis Tigers in, in 2010. Like, he didn't, he didn't know he was going there. Like that's just that's just you know that's just beyond me of the NCAA trying trying to pull something else again because it just if if, if I'm your if I'm your high school coach and I, I helped you develop if I get a job in D1 college why wouldn't you come to me if I if I helped you develop to the player you are now you're the best player in the country why wouldn't you go back to the coach that helped you develop this 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 far along that you know that just makes that just makes sense to me and I I think really if it if it wasn't Penny and Wiseman if it was like a if it was a um, you know, a, a a regular head coach, and you know, instead of the number one player in the country, it was like the number sixtieth player in the country. They probably wouldn't even worry about it. No, the NCAA does dumb stuff all the time. Like the NCAA still believes in vacating wins. Like, bro, how you gonna vacate a win? We saw the team win. How you gonna vacate <laughs> a win? Like that is that is that's so dumb. Like, how you gonna tell somebody to take down their banner? Like, man, we we still know the Fab Five made two championships. Like, taking down the banner don't mean nothing. No, it don't mean nothing, especially when we got thirty for thirties forward, and we don't. We, like I say, we watched it play, so I, it's 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 a little it's a little beyond me. Uh, NCAA must do better, have to do better, and I, I don't blame Jane Wiseman for leaving at all. I think he, that that was a smart thing to do. Yeah, you know, go out, get you a good, got your agent, get you a trainer, get you some good eating habits, you know, stay in shape, play ball where you can, and just get ready for the draft, man. Like that's that's all he can do. Uh, quickly before we get out of here, uh, so I did look up look up the tiebreaker situation, and yeah, as long as the Patriots beat Miami, they will win the the uh, division. It goes uh, head to head, first best one loss tie percentage in games within division. Obviously, division record. Then then it goes by the common games, which like you said, the the Bills lost to the Eagles and the Browns, who two teams that the Patriots beat. Um, and then it goes by best one. Tie percentage in the conference, so the conference is the fourth tiebreaker. Man, I will look at, I'll, I'll go down this list. This and it's talking about strength of victory. So if you blowing out somebody, that's the fifth tiebreaker. <laughs> strength of victory. Um, then it says uh, a couple of ways down. It says best net points in common games, best net points in all games, and then if all those are the same, the last one is the coin toss. <laughs> I mean, they they they, they got to have stuff in play for that. Yeah, definitely. For any, you know, for anybody looking to go to a playoff game or a team one of the last regular season games, uh, check check out Seat Giant. Use the twelve ounce sports code. And if you're into college football, the bowl games are starting right now. Well, starting tomorrow actually. So uh, join you a bowl man in your pool. 
here at 12 Ounce Sports, we have one going on. Um, you can play for free, or if you want to have a, a safe soap in the Gibson Prize, you, know, you want to you play for those. Uh, use the bowl mania for 12 Ounce Sports, and you can donate $10 and be in place for the prizes. Me and Kev have our own separate bowl mania pool, but we'll probably still join 12 Ounce Sports uh, bowl mania as well, just to have a little bit of fun, just compete, you know, friendly competition and make the bowl games more interesting. Oh, yeah. Uh, preach, Kev, preach with Rashad. We are the prophets, and we are out. Yeah.